Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Welcome to Business Desk Today, a daily podcast featuring some of our top stories. It's Thursday, October 12, and I'm Riley Kennedy in Auckland. Yesterday, Business Desk reported the news that problems with Fletcher building subsidiary IPLEX will cost the company $1.9 billion, according to a claim by one of Western Australia's biggest home builders. However, Fletcher says the figures produced by Australian firm BGC are designed to be inflammatory. NZX-listed Fletcher went into a trading halt at lunchtime yesterday after Business Desk asked questions about the IPEX pipe problem. Perth home builder BGC's independent experts say the problem is the pipe itself and not its installation, as Fletcher continues to claim. Fletcher has provisioned 15 million Australian dollars and reaffirmed that figure yesterday. Victoria Young, who broke the story, reports this morning that homeowners are seething at the pipe problem. The pipes at Robin Allen's home have burst six times since July last year. Allen, a self-employed cleaner originally from New Zealand, blames the pipe maker. She's not alone. BGC installed IPLEX ProFit pipe in almost 12,000 homes. Each time Allen had a leak in her home, she'd been able to get it repaired through her builder because the statutory warranty on new homes was seven years. But this runs out in the next two years. Allen said signing up for the class action has given her hope and she's treading water again. She's met hundreds of other frustrated homeowners through a Facebook group where members post pictures of extensive water damage, such as ripped out walls and ceilings, and videos with water pouring through electrical sockets. Ashley Rose, who helped co-found the Facebook group of more than 1,800 members, said there are now about 1,000 registered for the IPLEX class action, with the legal firm leading it, now in discussions with litigation funders. In other news, Icehouse Ventures Chief Executive Robbie Poole says there is a big difference between working on a good idea in the lab and taking it to the world. Greg Hurrell reports he should know. As the head of New Zealand's largest and most active investor at startup business stage, his job is to sort the commercially viable wheat from the chaff. Paul took over as chief executive of the Auckland-based Icehouse Ventures in 2019. Originally from Chapel Hill, a town in North Carolina, he came to New Zealand in 2007 for a semester of business courses after completing a business degree in the United States. He isn't the first person from Chapel Hill to take a shine to New Zealand. The late billionaire philanthropist Julian Robinson, who received an honorary knighthood in New Zealand, is an alamater of the University of North Carolina's Chapel Hill campus. After returning to New Zealand, he joined Icehouse Ventures as an unpaid intern in 2008. He was taken under the wing of fellow American Bill Pine, a visiting angel investor hosted by Icehouse on a months-long visit to New Zealand. By 2013, Icehouse had raised half a million dollars for its first fund, and now has $350 million under management across its funds. To date, it has invested $133.9 million in deep tech companies, 
Those 49 companies make up 15% of the 320 companies Icehouse has invested into, but the 133.9 million represents 34% of the total 389 million in investment. After the break, which party has the more compelling vision for tech? Welcome back. In his weekly column, Peter Griffin looks at what political parties plan to harness technology to boost the economy. Peter strips out the scattering of tech-related policy mentions from the minor parties because, he writes, they've never prioritised tech issues or pushed for tech-related policies when they've been in a coalition government, and that won't change after Saturday's election. That leaves us with Labour and National, who face severely constrained budgets in the next term and massive bills to pay in health, education, infrastructure and tackling climate change. While the clever use of technology can help New Zealand tackle problems in all of those areas, the short-terminism of our political systems mean we've been underinvested in science, innovation and skills development that could not only have saved us money, but made us more productive, but increased our GDP and tax take, allowing us to invest more in those areas. Nevertheless, the country's two major political parties are now talking up tech, science and innovation as being crucial to reinvigorating our economy this decade. Talk is cheap, so who has not only the more compelling vision, but is signalling that they'll back it up with tangible policy changes and funding? Read more in Peter's column. That's it for today. For all these stories and more, head to businessdesk.co.nz.